So Angel thinks that I shouldn't tell all of the new listeners that you guys just missed missed out on some stuff. And you know why I say that? Because we just took all of our bonus content off the feed. You new listeners won't be able to hear it. And some of y'all came to hear some of that content because it's amazing. <laughs> and you just missed it. Because we pulled everything off the feed other than the audio drama. Now, I feel like that's a mess. If I'm a new listener and I'm coming to the Mermaid and the Lion, I've heard a lot of great things. Lion lessons, you know, the audio drama, and I come, and the feed is all clean, right? What we have is the audio drama, and I'm looking for these other episodes. I'm going to feel like I missed something. So if I'm telling you that you missed something, then what's the problem? <laughs> And we both agree, you missed something, right? But it's not a complete miss because we are on Patreon. And so you can get us for a cool five bucks a month and get access to all of that additional content. It still kind of feels like a miss, right? Because now you got to pay to hear all of that stuff, right? Angel, where am I, where am I wrong in You're this? not wrong. That because now, this is what I was trying to explain before we had to re-record this whole freaking episode again. This is no, our like, second it, time. It wasn't that. It was what you said before, but that's It's fine. the same thing. No, it's not It was the same exactly thing. the same thing I was saying. No, it is not. So, because I was telling you guys, the new listeners, the ones who've been rocking with us, know, they know what they're missing if <laughs> they ain't coming over to Patreon. But that's okay. It's not everybody's budget, and that's, and that's fine. We'll rock with we're rock with who we're rocking with over there on Patreon. You know what I'm saying? But it's a, it's a, that's why I was suggesting that we put out little clips every now and then from that bonus content to um, share with people what they could be getting in addition to the audio drama. Yeah. I don't understand why you would think that I wouldn't want to do little clips or that that was something that was foreign to me. Well, just based on our last conversation again that we had. It was how you said it, but that's fine. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so, yeah, you guys got to hear a little bit of a, a kind of the tail end, a little bit of a conversation we had before I press record. <laughs> All right. But you new listeners are missing something, so you should definitely check out, check out the Patreon. And yes... Yes, yes, yes. I am trying to sell y'all on Patreon. <laughs> I shouldn't say that, Angel. I didn't say there was anything. I shouldn't about, say that, Angel. I didn't say anything about it. You're missing out if you ain't on Patreon. <laughs> but we're still giving you fire content, and we're still dropping season three. Oh, well, well. <laughs> let's get to it. Give them the updates, Angel. Season three is coming out on October the 26th. And where is it coming out on first, on Angel? On Patreon. It is coming out first on Patreon. October 26th. So for my other listeners, like, hey, hey if y'all go back and listen to the update of our last episode, we are refocusing and building a community inside <laughs> Patreon. All right. And for those of you who are unable to participate in Patreon, the show is still coming to the public feed, but this season, all rewinds will be Patreon exclusive. 
So there won't be any recap episodes like we normally do on the feed. It will only be the audio drama. Which I think is pretty cool too. Just You're going to see the drastic difference between season three and seasons one and two in regards to audio quality. Yes. And how much we've improved. Yes. Um, You know, so I, look, I, I can't wait. I can't Me wait to drop. Neither. And in regards to when it will be available on all of the traditional podcast platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Pandora, all the places that Amazon Music, right, all the places we reside, it will be following October 26th. I want to say a date, but also Gaza and I haven't agreed. I know the date that we said previously that he has now tried to um, smudge further out, but we did agree on a date for the public feed launch. You know, all I'm going to say is we're dropping October 26th in Patreon, and I will add that there will be at the very least a two-week lag. At the very least? Well, okay, okay, I'll switch, I'll switch that part, Angel. Okay? <laughs> There'll be a two-week lag. Why a two-week lag? Because I want to put more episodes on Patreon and make sure, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on our Patreon. I told you, look, I appreciate, and they're in, like, like as you say, there's not a listen that I don't like, right? But we really are, I really am, and this is for everybody listening, we really are turning towards focusing on a community. The listens, reaching that global listens and that, that you know, major listen count on a monthly basis, we're not, we're not focused on that no more. We're focused on our local support group and building that out. Mm-hmm. I agree. And you like you just want to laugh. <laughs> no, I believe in everything that you said, but I also believe that we need to attract more people there. And by doing that is not by having a really big lag between now and then for the actual new content. So that's my thing. So it's not a big lag. Yeah, it is. In the podcast world, yes, it is. But we're, I, we're in we're in our world. I ain't in podcast world. We're in our world. Guess what? The listeners. And guess what? Our podcast listeners. Ain't, ain't look, look, look. Angel, don't get me started. I appreciate our listeners. I do, but they are not paying our bills. They are not paying our bills. I'm sorry. They are not. If whether you listen or not, I appreciate it if you listen. And if you and if you know if this turns you off, I'm sorry. But you're all not paying our bills. And we're putting out, we've been putting out good content because we like and we enjoy what we're doing. You know, first and foremost, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love what we're doing. And you don't have to pay our bills, but we're going to do things our way. Until you stop paying my bills. <laughs> <laughs> then we could talk about something. You know what I'm saying? But until then, man, we're just doing what we enjoy. We're throwing it down. And, um, you know, we hope that this is something that can support us going forward. But in order to do that, man, we got to get to the root. We got to get to the root and build out a real solid local community. So Atlanta, sorry, sorry, we really haven't been targeting you, but we are about to target our hometown now. <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. Atlanta. All right. Coming for you. <laughs> and on that note, that's your update. And switching gears, 
you guys may remember that we had another project that came out earlier this year called The Forgiven, Bible scandals retold in a more modern setting, focusing on forgiveness in a cancel culture. And we advertised it here on The Mermaid of the Lion. We gave you guys some snippets and little commercials, but we thought that it's a great time to remind you of that series and drop one of the full episodes over here for you guys to listen to and understand what else we're doing out here when we take our breaks or something's going on with the feed in between the time that we're getting new stuff out to you guys for Mermaid and the Lion. So check out The Forgiven that you can go online and view the page and see the actors and the great music and everything that's on there at www.theforgivenpodcast.com. You can also follow on Instagram at The Forgiven Podcast. And right now, we just want you to listen to Joseph and his brothers. Haters gonna hate. Please wear headphones for your best listening experience. The Forgiven. Bible scandals retold. Bible scandals retold. The forgiven. Imagine knowing you were meant to be the leader of everyone in your life. You were elite in your home and held influence among your peers. At night, your dreams affirmed that all who were around you would one day kneel at your feet. Imagine your confidence rising almost to the level of arrogance and that you carried yourself as if your dreams were already a reality. You were smug for so long the inevitable happened. That is, people got tired of it. They grew tired of the favoritism imparted to you and purely infuriated by your taunting of how great you'd be. They eventually started to treat you poorly, hoping this would encourage you to change your behavior. But you, so full of yourself, you don't even notice it. You didn't notice your belittling comments and demeaning actions had created enemies in your own home. Until one day. Hey, Simi. Simeon. What? Look over there. Joseph is coming. Who told him we were here? I don't have time for him today. Me either, but we're supposed to be at the farm, not at this festival. You know he's gonna run tail that. Right. So what are we gonna do about it? What are y'all over here talking about? Seriously? I don't got the time. That's exactly what I said. All I know is if this man tells on me one more time how I'm gonna be working for him, I'm going to lose it. Calm down, Asher. No, you calm down, Levi. He's always messing with me. Y'all will never understand what it's like to be an outside child. No, but we know what it's like to be loveless. I can't deny it. I'm tired of him, too. Did you see the new coat Dad bought him? I mean, that man gets everything. Wouldn't it be nice to teach him a lesson and show Dad that he has other sons, more worthy sons? What kind of lesson? A permanent one. Say less. Yes, 
And just like that, arrogance and naivety created an irrevocable hate. But let's clarify some things. All of the behavior I mentioned before wasn't really about you. I just needed you to imagine it. This story is about Joseph, a bright and handsome young man who was clearly the favorite of his father's 12 sons and the pure envy of all his brothers. Well, the envy of 10 of his brothers. There was one, Benjamin, who was too young to note and too young to be a part of this story. So, back to Joseph. He made it a point to flaunt his special treatment and had no shame in sharing his dreams confirmed he would be the family's next CEO. Obviously, this did not sit well with his brothers, and like in many families where communication is poor and jealous competition is cultivated, alliances were formed. In this case, Joseph didn't have an ally in sight. His brothers plotted to take his life and would have if the elders, Reuben, didn't step in. I need you guys to listen. Karma is real, and I'm not bringing death on my head. Reuben, I'm not backing down. I can't have him exposing us and pushing dad even farther away. I've worked hard to prove I'm a good son. I'm up at the crack of dawn, working that farm while he sits in the house under his mommy, eating cereal and pineapples. He's never even attempted to learn what it takes to run this place, but he just knows that he will be king of it. Nah, he gotta go. I hear you, Asher, but don't you think killing him is a little harsh? Man, I saw Sean from the countryside kill for less. But never his own brother. We're not doing that, Asher. Then what do you suggest? Look, we all know that one place where people just happen to disappear. Okay, Judah. I'm not mad at that. But you know he could easily slip away. Not if we lock him in one of the abandoned buildings over there. No one's going to come and rescue him. Yeah, but I can imagine him screaming so loud that somebody's going to get curious. Then we'll make sure he can't. Asher, man, put the knife away. Exactly. Hold on, y'all. I need to go make a call. All right, look, while Ruben's going to make that call, let's go get Joseph. I wonder what's taking him so long to come over. We spotted him over an hour ago. I'm sure it's a female. Or he's already seen us and is headed back. Nah, too many pretty faces around here for that. Well, I'm going to look for him. No need, bruh. What are you... Hey, who are y'all looking for? Hmm. Hey, Joe. Nobody important. Believe me. Okay. How come y'all didn't tell me about this festival? Oh, this festival? That you somehow made it to? Look, Dad sent me to the farm to check on y'all. And when I got there, everybody was talking about how you guys ran off. So here I am. It's sad the workers gotta do more because y'all ditched them. I know I'd be mad if I had to pick up for the slack of ten grown men. You were free to stay and help since you were so concerned, Joseph. <laughs> you funny, Levi. Joe, why don't you just let us show you around town? You know, that sounds cool. I never really come down here. Maybe I'll see something worth Dad's attention. Look at you. Always trying to bring new ideas to Dad. I'm surprised you haven't dreamt about it already. Whatever. Are y'all going to show me around or not? Glad. To save you the anxiety, they went through with their plan. But Reuben wasn't really as in as he made it seem. 
He thought that if they locked Joseph in one of the buildings, he'd be able to come and save him later that night. But his brothers were on to him and made some decisions without his knowledge. Damn, do you still know clogging them? Yeah, I know them, but I've been trying to step back since they on that trafficking mess. So it is true. Yeah, they're responsible for at least four of the last five disappearances. You know we can get in big trouble. Wouldn't it be terrible for Dad to lose 11 sons instead of only one? All 10 of us would go down if they ever discovered we had anything to do with Joseph and that abandoned house. Especially if he was dead when they found him. Don't remind me, I can't stand the kid, but he is our brother. Half-brother. Man, you and I have brothers, so what's the point? No, man. What I'm trying to say is Joseph is different than us. Dad only had us because he thought he'd never have him. Do you understand? Don't you want your rightful place as a son? Who doesn't? Reuben is too scared to do what's needed. I'm not gonna lie. I'd rather not have blood on my hands, but that doesn't mean that we can't make sure Joseph is long gone from here. Forever. But still alive. You feel me? I am not doing this if I can't get nothing out of it. Dad's attention ain't buying me nothing new. Then name your price. Joseph is strong and healthy. Girls like him for some reason. So let's make a couple of bucks and get this cleaned up. And to think I was against human trafficking. My brother there you have it these men sold their younger brother for a few thousand dollars just because they didn't like how he talked to them and poor Reuben just when he thought he had made it back to save his brother he saw Joseph handcuffed and pushed into a white tinted van he began to run as fast as he could towards it but the van quickly peeled away he saw Joseph's new coat on the ground and all nine of his other brothers splitting the cash they had just received. I cannot mimic the pain and anguish Reuben felt. He cried loudly in that moment, but what was done was done. Now, it was time to create a scenario so their father would not send the largest search party known to man to recover his most loved son. To cover their tracks, they killed a stray dog and smeared his blood on the jacket and shredded it to look like it had been attacked. Their brother Gad had a connection at the moor which provided a body to view, and thus their tracks were covered, or so they thought. Can't believe my brothers did this to me. Shh. I hope they all burn. Burn. Settle down there. You're gonna hurt yourself. Better yet, you're gonna get hurt. So shut up. God, why would you let this happen to me? Please protect me. I know you gave me all those dreams. Why would you show me this if this is how it's all going to end? Stop your crying. I just got your assignment. You're actually going to a good place, so take it easy. I don't want to have to knock you out. What is a good place to drop off a kidnapped person? God, 
Just don't let me die. They were going to be transporting him to what is known as the Agency in the country of Idlestan. The Agency got started by offering inexpensive labor for individuals trying to get back on their feet. It was once a legitimate business, but their popularity and demand was growing faster than their company expected. They got greedy and started working with human traffickers and justified the decision by saying the work they offered was better than the alternative for these stolen souls. They created a solid model of intimidation and mental ownership to keep their people in check. Unfortunately, they ran such a tight ship their customers were none the wiser. After Joseph went through the agency's so-called integration process, he was hired into the home of a top official and businessman, Jim Potiphar. Mr. Potiphar was a good man and treated all in his employ fairly and with respect, no matter how little their responsibility was. Hassan, I'm looking for someone to be my aide. Who of the new hires has shown promise? Hmm. Oh, oh yeah, uh, the new yard boy's pretty innovative, and he works faster than all of us. Look, he's cleaned up the grove, organized the workshop, and he figured out a way to irrigate the north side of the garden, too. Huh? Where it kept flooding and I was quoted 75 k to correct it? Yes, the very same one. I would like to meet him. Oh, no problem. You know, he's actually probably mopping the hall right now. I'll run and grab him real quick. Hey, Joseph, can you come here for a moment, please? Hello? Mr. Hassan, is everything okay? Oh, no, everything's good. Mr. Potiphar just wants to chat with you for a moment. Is he upset that I removed the dead plants from the grove? The disease could have spread to the other plants. Oh, no, it's nothing like that. Joseph, stop worrying and come on in here. Hey, Mr. Potiphar, this is Joseph, you know, the young man I told you about? Hello, Joseph. Hassan speaks very highly of you. Tell me. Why should you come out the yard and be my aide? Well, Mr. Potiphar, first, thank you for the opportunity. But in my humble opinion, I should have never been in the yard. I've always been a leader. When I arrived at the agency, I was in great distress. Frankly, I should have never even been there. But I made peace with my circumstances because if I could survive that, I could survive everything. I never dreamed my life would be going this way, but I refuse to not be the best everywhere I go. I was born to be the best, and I will live my life as such. Very interesting. I won't ask how you ended up at the agency, but I will tell you this. If you work hard for me, I will allow you to buy out your contract early. Focus, and I will give you every opportunity to excel. Does that sound fair enough, Joseph? One thing I've come to learn, Mr. Potiphar, is life isn't fair. But it's better than death. I will always choose moving up, period. Very interesting. You got the job, Joseph. Thank you, Mr. Potiphar. You will not regret it. About that one, Joseph. This may be the beginning of something you will both regret. Regret, 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 regret. The Forgiving. Bible
Mermaid and the Lion. 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 Mermaid and the Lion.